Welcome to my first case podcast. We got my homie Dev, aka Psycho, up in the building. This like a prequel to the sequel of the last episode. He jumped in on my man Gucci's episode and um brought y'all some nice dialogue. So we're gonna um finish that off and um what's up Psycho? You ready to um let your story be known? Yeah, man, I'm ready, man. You know, uh start off by saying happy new years. Twenty twenty one. 2021 new year new beginnings um and i also want to start by saying uh uh you know this is really you know for you know the stuff I'm, that we about, might discuss this podcast is more so of uh you know learn from my mistakes type of shit you know if you get what i'm saying but uh yeah you know we, we in here man no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So you said mistakes. You and mistakes. You mean by what? Going to jail or mistakes yeah, in uh, life? Period. I mean, period. You gotta look at day one. You know, like the very beginning. Like you know, I ain't one of them people. Now that I'm grown, that try to live on the shoulda, woulda, coulda moment. Mm-hmm. But I look at a lot of my past. You know, and I be like. Damn, you know, I wish I would have just did that, you know, like, it's just so much shit, like, flowing through my head right now, I don't even know where to start, like, you know. Okay, I'll bring you in. Um, Tell the audience how you caught your first case. Okay, okay, so, uh, my first case, shit, uh, well, you know, uh, well, I actually went to jail, or my first encounter with the law? First encounter with the law, where you went to prison. Or you could just tell where you went to kind of like progress into it. Start off with your your first contact with the law if you want. Or you can start wherever you want. Well, um, I got kind of a slap on the wrist for that. But my first encounter with the law was with uh, Shaker Police. Uh, we put this gun in this boy's face. Um, aggravated menace and some bullshit. But uh, that was the first case. I was like... Uh, 10, I want to say. You were 10? 10 or 11, I want to say. And you said it was a slap on the wrist? Yeah, back then. So how did you access a gun at age 10? <laughs> You'll be surprised. Uh, you know, it ain't, it, it, you know, it wasn't as hard as you. it might sound. You know, as sad as it is to say, because, you know, like, the way that, you know, us as black people come up, especially in the inner cities, you know. We think that it's normal for that type of shit when you see it every day mm-hmm. outside. You know, you think it's normal for your nigga down the street to go do a bit, you feel me? Or it's normal for your cousin to get popped or your dog to run from the police the other night, you know. You be like, damn, that's normal. That's, that's, I grew up with that. You know, it's kind of desensitizing. You know, when you think about the shit, like, now that I'm really thinking about the shit, you know. Because, like, growing up, I remember, like, my uncles and shit or somebody going to jail. You know, it's like a bad day. Like, it's real sad. You know, like, hope you don't die in there type shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Now you look at the the new generation, you know, that I'm going to take some responsibility in helping grow up, you know. Um, they look at it like, oh, he in jail. He cool. Or I done had, you know. My little peoples, you know, tell me, like, you know, have my mama, you know, rest in peace her soul, you know, have my mama tell my mama, like, uh, you're like, where Devin at? 
I don't know. He ain't here. Oh, he must be in jail again. Mm. You know, like, it's funny when it come out they mouth at the time. It's a little girl talking shit. But it's not funny. Mm-hmm. But is it any facts to that? You know what I'm saying? When they say, oh, with Devin, he in jail. So are you in jail a lot of the times? Or? Um, Yeah, I was. Actually, I was. Okay. A lot of the times. I actually gave the system at least, like, I want to say about five years of my life. Okay, so let's talk about that first year or month or however long you were incarcerated for the first time you were institutionalized. Okay. Um, shit, that shit was that shit was rough. <laughs> How did you catch the case and what happened? Um, well, um, we uh we decided we wanted to uh we were helping my auntie move, put it like that. Gooch mother, rather say. <laughs> you know, we helping her move and shit and uh some boys, you know, we young boys, you know, 13, 14, teenagers. And uh, we like, man, we need some weed, man, to celebrate for moving. You know, we didn't, you know what I'm saying, dub shit. You know, we got to smoke some weed. Damn, we ain't got no money. Fuck it, let's rob these little motherfuckers walking up the street. These niggas walking up the street with their pizza boxes and shit. So we go rob the boys and shit. Uh, make a long story short, they walk off. We like, okay, we know it's about to go down. We in Shaker Heights, Ohio, the suburbs. We get to hearing all these goddamn police guards and shit coming. We get to trying to move the furniture real fast, as fast as we could. Uh, we get outside. My auntie say, uh, she holding the box in her hand and shit. We all outside. The police got the street blocked off. The SWAT tank coming up the street. Um, we all know what we did, but she don't have no idea that we just robbed these boys and came back in the house and started moving the fucking furniture again, so. Uh, she said, oh, he must be about to kick somebody down the street. The motherfuckers jumped out and pointed all the damn beams at us and shit. So auntie, I know. Like, you know, so I'm going off of last episode. So auntie really thinking like they coming for the guys. Across the street. Yeah. She like, they, they they going for them. They ain't fucking with us. We just moving furniture. No doubt. And we done laid these motherfuckers down, took their pizza, all type of dumb ass shit. Though. Like, How was the pizza? <laughs> it was hey, hey, you don't know some funny uh, shit. <laughs> you wanna know the funny part? I don't know, cause I went to jail. <laughs> uh, you didn't get to eat it yet. We didn't get to eat the shit, cause once we oh, robbed the boys, wow, we knew sucks. we knew we was going to jail. So cause we they, in Shaker. They saying the pizza was that evidence? Yeah, yeah. That was evidence like y'all robbed him. Like, here go the piss. The evidence was my dumb ass didn't change my clothes. Me and my boy had changed our clothes. That was the fucking evidence on the line. Yeah, they they took us down there. They threatened me with all that, you know. You're going to do 16 years. This is four aggravated robberies and shit. Felony ones. Uh, gun specs and shit. All type of crazy shit. Now I ain't never been to jail. It was real dehumanizing. Real fucked up, you know. Like, real fucked up feeling. Mm-hmm. But it's the scary part about it was that over a period of time, you learn to adapt your environment. It can be good. It can be bad. So you're saying that you become just desensitized or you just learn how to interact? You learn how to interact. You become desensitized. You know, you hide certain emotions sometimes, which okay. is not healthy. So how much time did you get behind the, the pizza slash <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, I did 45 days in DH on 22nd. Mm-hmm. And then uh, got out on house arrest. Did three months on house arrest. And then uh, I went back to DH. Why? Because they claimed I violated. Why you say claimed? Because when, okay, 
I wish my mama was alive so she could tell y'all how, how much anybody could tell you this shit. But I used to have my foot because my ankle brace was on the right leg. So I had my my right leg in the door, but I had my left leg out the door. So that's how I kicked it every day. Mm-hmm. So I never had no reason to go outside. Everybody was at my house. I'm talking about I getting fights in my hallway. I'm doing everything I'm not supposed to do in my house. Still, what are you on? On house arrest. I'm tearing my mama's shit up. I'm 14. I'm fucking her shit up. You know, we smoking weed. We getting drunk. I'm going to go off the off the cuffs a little bit. Um, Since we're spe- speaking on desensitization, de- de- being desensitized. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to keep me on subject. Make yeah, sure no, you, you good. You good because you was on subject. My thing is, I, I'm going off subject. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we as a people, because um, so much gun violence is going on, and it wasn't, you know, I'm, I mean, you a little bit from the fighting era. I'm more or less from the fighting era, but, you know, the gun era and the, uh, you know, op era, whatever you yeah. want to call it, you know, yeah. where they're killing you for a little bit of nothing. Yeah. Op you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want to speak on that. So do do you feel like, um, do you get someone desensitized to violence. the violence yeah, and absolutely. the death, death? Absolutely. And I'm going to speak on that. Um, definitely. I come from the era of fighting and when it switched over to motherfucker shooting. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm 92, baby. You feel me? So it's the millennials and shit that's really shooting and shit. You know what I'm saying? But, but I mean, it's everybody that's shooting. The world is fucking crazy. You have crazy. to right now because, it's dangerous. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's dangerous. Stand your own. Stand your own, yeah. basically. Right, for sure. But, you know, uh, like, you can see the scars on my face, on my body. I came from fighting. I love fighting. I'm, I like that shit. Right. You but love you could You can see but, another day. Right. Amen. <laughs> but but I, I well, well, let me correct that. Oh, I don't love too. fighting. You know what I'm saying? I defend myself. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with it. But besides that, I'm a good dude. But I come from that era of fighting. I, I be feeling old because I be like, damn. I remember when we used to get like 30 deep and they'd get 30 deep and we'd go have a 60 nigga bang out. It'd be motherfuckers just fighting everywhere all over mm. the block. No gunshots. I remember them days. So I'd be feeling kind of old because now you can't do that shit. I remember the days when you couldn't call a female a bitch. You feel me? I'm not that old though. Mm. 128. And you see it change. Mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't watch it because it changed in my generation. You know, but it's just, it's fucked up because well, you get used on, to it. Speak on the um, being desensitized. That's to, what I was to, about to, to get. Death. That's what I was about to get to. Because right. you, you become desensitized to people dying. And when I say that, I mean as in speaking from my own personal experiences. You know, I've lost a lot of people. I got more people dead than my age. You feel me? So it's just like, you know, you know, it, it, it becomes desensitizing when you constantly going to funerals. You know what I'm saying? Over and over. You know, it's sad to even say. It, when you hear about people talking about such and such just got killed, it's like, damn, I hope it was my people. You know, one time I flipped the fuck out. I had a bad day, and I was riding up was riding up the street. And um, and my boy was like, god damn, somebody just got killed right there. But I was in a bad mood, acting dumb. And uh, God forgive me, you know what I'm saying? I said, fuck that motherfucker, man. That ain't my nigga. And he had to open my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Because and that's what who I had, and that's who, me getting who, back. That, who had to open your eyes? My boy, yeah. and I had. That's what I get back to, of the the sensitization of death. 
mm-hmm. amongst us because I didn't even give a fuck until he woke me up for a second. I had a split moment yeah, in time yeah. where I didn't give a fuck about nothing, and that's what's scary too. But but he 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 definitely woke me up though that day. Like Dev, come on man, that could be you, bro. Or what did that be? What it, we don't even know who that is for sure. That might be one of our boys. This this your neck of the woods. You know what you right. That's fucked up to even say that. And and I you know I ask for forgiveness, but it just go to show the desensitization. You see it every day. You know you're used to it. Such such got popped. Such such got killed. Such such got popped. I'm going such such funeral. You see the funerals every day everywhere. Is 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 you see little kids, little babies wearing they people's t-shirts, man. At five years old, man, talking about this my cousin he got killed. That's what the right. fuck is going on, man? This shit is bad. You know, it is like it's like somebody got to do something. You know, it, 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 it you know one 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 voice at a time, man. You know, one 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 step at a time. Everybody just put their little piece in, man. And maybe, you know, hopefully, God willing, this shit get better. But you know, for the time being, it's fucked up. Okay, so tell us about the case where you transferred over to uh, crossed over rather to. The adult system. Oh, when I turned into an adult criminal. What happened? <laughs> okay, well, I'll never forget that shit because I was on probation from fucking 13 to 18. I got off probation when I turned 18. From the case that you caught with the pizza? Well, I had uh, two assault cases in juvenile, uh, aggravated robberies, criminal trespasses, vandalism, a whole, of bull, a whole host of bullshit that I look back at and I, it make me chuckle and I be like, I can't believe that shit. I can't be- Thank God I made it through all that. So all of these but, cases were probationable yeah. that kept you pretty much under on surveillance on the streets. Under the, but, from the system. Yeah, under the system's system. thumb. So, yeah, 13, so I've been 18. under their thumb literally since I was 13 for 13. rather say violence, violent cases. Because I was robberies and assaults and shit. So when I turned 18, um, and I was into this stealing car thing shit, but that's another story for another day. But when I turned 18, I said, because as you know, I was a robber, you know. What do you mean? When I was younger. Okay. I was a robber. Okay. So I was about 17. No. Why? It was, you know, it's, it's, and that, fast money. Yeah, you know, you get addicted to a lifestyle. You want something, you go take it. You know, it's just it. it and we could get into that topic on a whole. We could elaborate on that on a whole another level. Like we can a little bit. Let's just do a little bit. Then we'll keep it moving. Right. So, so was it the fast money that? Um, because I know hustlers, yeah, I know robbers. I, I, and right. We, cause try I, to, we, we try to base our thing on a wide range of certain. So what What was your main thing for robbing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, this is why I mentioned that. Um, because this is how I crossed over into the adult system. Mm-hmm. Instead of just doing the right thing. But, okay. I'll, you say, how did I get into the robbing thing? Now you want to yeah. talk about that? No, because, um, because, um, like I said, we we more we have guys who sell drugs. Yeah. We have guys who smoke drugs. But the thing is, we 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 it's kind of new to us having someone. But it's it's not new to. to yeah, I get what you. How you get into it? Like how did I get it? into it? Yeah, okay. how what what? Like, well, I, 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 all right, all right, I I'm gonna tell you. I, I know. How, I'm gonna tell you how I got into robbing. When I was young, you know, trying to get me get, get when I was getting my money, when I first start 
getting in the streets. And how was that? Weed. Was that you were selling, selling weed, but weed. you was you I was, was doing it kind of fair though. You was yeah. Could be, you wouldn't would you consider robbing fair as a motherfucker who earn who sell his weed, sell his rock, sell his hell no, you know, hell it's no. A different part of you, so it's like hell no. It's the thief, you know, completely you know. different shit. Yeah. Both got karma. Both right. up, both either lane got karma. No doubt. But uh. Yeah, so I was, you know, I was selling my weed. I knew how to shoot dice since I was fucking nine years old. So I used to take my little lunch money to school and shit and shoot dice with my lunch money and come home, buy little packs, you know, marijuana, you know, little bud and shit, sell my little nickel bags. I got robbed when I was like 12. And uh, my boy said, well, you know, let's get it back. And I kicked it with the older crowd. That's why my nickname is also Little Dev because I was always yeah. the little... Nigga, like they, they they see me right now. I could be five hundred pounds. They still gonna call me Little Dev mm-hmm. at fifty years old because I've been out here since a little boy. Yeah, Feel yeah. me? Yeah. So, uh, you know, he I said, "Let's it. get it back," and that's when I got into that lane of robbery, and that was my thing. Feel me? And trying to sell my little weed and rapping, and that's another story that we talk about another day. You know. Real quick, what was the euphoria of robbing? The euphoria, the high, rock, exactly. like like the high, the feeling, the euphoria, the first time. That shit just ain't, you know. That shit, it's like it's it's it, it, it's it's like a sense of looking back at it. It's a sense of power. I don't give a fuck. Let me have it. What you gonna do? Arrogance, bully. You know, but then, but then there's a point, and then there's another thing though, because when you're doing that though, that that go back to desensitizing. Because when you're doing that, when you the robber and you robbing another motherfucker doing illegal shit, you feel like you're doing the right thing. You feel like you feel like I'm not being a bully or I'm not doing nothing wrong. I don't know. I don't really know how to put it. Like I'm not. I never was the man, the, the, the little young punk. Running down the street snatching a woman's purse. I wanted a young dude beating up no old lady like these young boys and shit is doing, man. I wasn't doing none of that. I don't, anything that I was doing, I'm not proud of none of that shit. Get me right. I'm just speaking on my experiences. You feel me? I'm not proud of none of that shit, man. Flat out. What, do I regret it? Hell no. Because it made me a better person. Wow. It taught me a lot. It opened my eyes. Like, my mama left the house on me when I was 16 because I was unruly. I didn't live in my mama's house since I was 16. Yeah. Because I was unruly. That 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 made me grow up and appreciate my shit. You know? Appreciate my mama for doing that. I told her that before she died a couple times, you know? But that's real shit, you know? But we gonna stay on subject because I would get off track. I I'm telling you, I gotta just say something until we shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, you good, big dog. You good. Yo, you know okay. what it is. So when you crossed over to the adult. That's why I bought a robbery. Okay. Now that's why I bought a robbery. Okay, so I was a robber. My mom got robbed when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Carmen was a motherfucker. Motherfucker come back and be, where, where your son? What they take? I'm really getting nothing. They was waiting on me to come, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, and they called my mama in the process and, you know, and my stepdad, you know, crazy shit. They ain't getting nothing. And that's when I woke up. I said, you know, I ain't robbing nobody else. I'm done with this shit. Why? Because the karma. They just robbed my mama. 
I don't like how that felt. Mm -hmm. This is horrible. This is terrible. My God, I've been doing this to people, fucking people's lives up. Oh, wow. What the fuck? That shit is traumatizing, man. Yeah. I've been robbed too, by the way. I've been robbed four times, by the way. So, I mean, the shit is traumatizing. So, it's like, you know, you be like, no, nah, fucking people lives are down and hit you home. You be like. But then it's part of the game, too. Is that also desensitizing, too, because you know what the fuck you're doing. You still choose to do it. But so I sold, I said, fuck it, I'm, gonna sell, I'm just going to sell the drugs. Fuck it. I'm just going to sell crack. Mm -hmm. Fuck school. Fuck everything. I done dropped out. Last grade I completed was eighth grade. Fuck everything. I'm just going to sell crack. Okay. Man, the dumbest shit I ever did in my life. So the first case I caught. Selling dope. Got pulled over. Um, well, prior to that, I got caught. Okay, so I got caught petty theft, right? <laughs> shit funny as fuck. Well, explain it to us. Okay, so, 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 so me and my dude, my dude, he locked up. Now, he just got 10, <clears throat> by the way, and he got to do another nine in the feds. Just came home from seven. But anyways, me and him was together, and I'm a fresh 18. My, my, one of my homeboys, he said, yeah, I can turn you on to this. I can turn you on to this uh, return game shit. You know, you go take. Go take the doorknob back in at uh, Home Depot. You know what I'm saying? And you go get $50 on the gift card. Well, they might give you cash. You just give me your ID. I say, oh, yeah. I said, what the fuck is you talking about? He said, man. Mind you, I'm 18. I'm trying to find my way. I'm trying to sell these drugs. The phone ain't ringing. <laughs> so we go up there. I return the shit. Bitch, give me cash. Excuse me for calling that lady a bitch. Excuse me. That the woman, the cashier gave me cash, right? At customer <laughs> service, right? So I say, this is this is this the one in Maple, right? So I say, I say, what the fuck? I say, man, she just gave me fifty dollars. She told you. I said, we need some more of these. He like, I'm like, how you get it? He like, you gotta steal them. I don't steal. I don't know how to steal. I used to be a robber. Yeah. I will take your <laughs> shit. I don't know how to take your shit and act like I don't got it. I will take your <laughs> shit and tell you I got it. Oh wow. <laughs> that, that's me. But I don't know right, how to steal. Right, right. Oh, boom, I got the shit. We go in the Home Depot down in the steel yard. It's about 65 degrees. My boy's sitting in the car. Boy, we go in the motherfucker, me and my nigga, right? So we like, we got to find doorknobs, regular doorknobs. We find them. $50, $59 a piece. So they little. So we walking out. We looking at the other doorknobs. Man, they got these doorknobs, man, with fingerprint scanners. Motherfucking call pad punch the code in. It look like some shit scan you retin on your eye. All type of shit, right? This motherfucking box bought. This motherfucking box is big as fuck, right? It's big as fuck. The price tag's here about three hundred dollars. So I say, if we get this and return this, we in the game. So we looking for the 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 the, the, the shit, the sensors where it go off, we looking for it. I'm like, man, we can't get up out here with these. I got some coats in my car. Some it's 65 what? degrees. You said coats? Some coats. Okay. It's 65 degrees outside. We go back out of the Home Depot and go to the car, go get these winter coats, come back in the Home Depot, get the boxes of the doorknobs. We walk around the stove for about 30 minutes, scared to walk out because neither one of us know how to steal. We robbed though. We robbed your ass. Right, right. But we don't know how to steal. So we scared to walk out the door. Finally, we get enough balls. I'm talking about the lady ass. What's uh? Do you guys need help with anything? I'm hiding the doorknob behind the customer service thing and trying to act like I ain't got shit. And 
We looking at the display shit, and my dude, he got two of the boxes in the shit. He has to do it like he got something. I say, hell yeah. He say, for real, I say, yeah. He go to, <laughs> he go to wiggle his arms around. He like, hold on. He move his, move his shirt around a little bit. That nigga say, how I look now. It never changed. I, I said, you good. <laughs> So, so, boy, we get, we about to get him out of there. I say, we got it, bro. It's a clear aisle. It's just like, we got it. I see my car in the parking lot. My nigga sitting in the car waiting for us to come out. He see us walking. The alarm go off. Beep, 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 beep. This motherfucker undercover cop nigga grab us. Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. I, so, my boy, he a high head. He about to punch you. I see him. I'm like, don't do it. I said, my nigga in the car, my nigga in the car, he see us. He, his eyes get big. He just peel off. I say, oh, shit, son. He like, y'all gotta he come to the back. Him? Yeah, he, I'm glad he did, though. Okay. So, so, boy, mind you, I got some dope in my pocket. Oh. In my coat pocket, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, motherfucking, uh, so, so, the motherfucking, uh, I'm like, man, look, man, is you, you can just take the shit, man, and let us go, man. We ain't going to jail. He said, no, y'all ain't going to jail. Y'all just gonna get banned from up, excuse me, y'all gonna get banned from up depot for X amount of time. And we just gonna write it up, you know. Da, da, da. So I, so he walks in the back. So make a long story short, we sit back there for thirty minutes laughing. I should have known he was going to jail. We back there laughing, looking at all the security footage of this undercover motherfucker following us and looking at us through the display windows in Home Depot. Mm -hmm. He like, there I go right there. You see us? We all cracking the fuck up. Think we just about to go home. Cleveland police walking that bitch. I, I thought we weren't going to jail. I go to jail. They find the fucking dope in my pocket. I, I get a uh, drug abuse. And a violation of the state drug law for having the dope in the fucking thing and a petty theft. That was the most embarrassing shit. That was the first time I got in trouble. That was the first time as an adult. Then it just kept on getting worse and worse and worse. Okay, did you do time from the Home Depot shit? Um, no, I got probation. Probation. What you mean by kept getting worse? The charges or what you mean by that? Like going to jail. Like, you know, like they <clears throat> say like. It was once a snowball you, effect? Yeah, they, that, that's exactly what I'm looking for. They say like once you, once you, it, it's something about like the system. Once you get in that motherfucker, it's so hard to get out of it. I advise anybody without no record, keep doing what you're doing. Go get your gun license. Stay safe. But you know, it's just really hard to, you know what I'm saying? You know, like when you, it's like, it's like, it's a snowball effect. It's like a curse because you, it, it, I, I don't, I can't really explain it more. Well, let me no. say it like that. I can't explain it. I can't you explain don't, it. you really don't. I can explain it. No, no, no. Hold on. I, I can say this like this. I can say this. It's not a curse because it's what you make it. Put it like that. And I say that from going through the shit that I've been through today. I can say I chose to do a lot of the shit I did. Nobody forced me to do nothing. Okay. And that's real shit. But over here, we focus on the recidivism rate mm -hmm. and how the system keeps you entangled to go back and go back and go back. So, you know, that's just your truth, and that's an honest fact for a lot of brothers. You know what I'm saying? The recidivism rate keeps them trapped. If you want to do some math on that, you can yeah, it's definitely, yeah. I definitely read statistics. And yeah. the statistics are right now, what, 67% of black males re-enter before four years. So, you know, 
Um, and that's what we're talking about. So, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Okay. That's that's the okay. whole goal. That's the whole purpose. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Yeah. So, keep me on subject. So no, you good. In, uh, I mean, like, the recidivism as in um, how they keep you. Your okay. return rate. Okay, well, I would say this. It's high. It's high. But, see, but I also am a firm believer of the choice is yours. Why I say that is because I don't know. I mean, that's the way I think. I can't speak for other people, but because you might not get a fucked up PO. You feel what I'm saying? Or you might not get a fucked up judge. Or you might not run into a fucked up cop. So it's just like, it's like, it's like, but you do, you can at the same time. So it's like, it's like, but once you get that tag on your name, either way it go, it's like it's easy for them to take you back. It's easy for them to run through your shit. It's it's just fucked up. Like I'm I'm trying to like think how to touch on it the right way. Like I can't like grasp exactly what I'm trying to say, but No, we got it. We mm-hmm. get it. I definitely get it. Like I'm trying to like break it down as clear as possible. Like because like I speak on the fir- okay, we're speaking about the first case and the recidivism. Yeah, so But my uh, first case snowballed me into being in front of a judge. More than twenty three times. Wow. What's At this? Twenty eight years judge? old, I have more than forty seven different charges on my adult record. You said forty? How many? Forty seven different charges. So, all right, this is what I gotta right. ask you. I gotta ask you. So, when you enter juvenile facility mm-hmm. or an adult facility, any facility, and you did days, you slept overnight. Right. You stayed in those facilities. Did you think like, oh? This ain't that bad. Or I can make it in here. Right. Okay. Nah, nah. I Did that you. ever? Yes. Oh, when the judge told me I had to do 36 months, and do I have anything else to say to him? I told him, I smiled and said, thank you. Oh. And the sheriff, the deputy, took me in the back and said, "Um, that really sucks, man. I said, man, I don't want to hear that shit, man. Send me down the road with my dogs. I'm about to go holler at my niggas I ain't seen in a minute, get my weight up, get tatted, get some waves, and come back better than ever. Wow. On my mama, R.I.P. or so. Then I went to the pot, and the niggas on the block thought I was playing because I kept saying I got three years. They said, stop playing. I was laughing. I said, remember I told you if I get some time, I'm going to come back and just do push-ups? He like, yeah. He like, so what happened? I just started in push-ups. She's like, you lying. Call my mom. I say, Mom, I got three. She said, what, three years? She like, three days? No, she was like, three months? I'm like, no. Nah. She like, three weeks? I'm like, no. Nah. She like, three days? No. Nah. What the fuck you talking about, Devin? I said, three years. She said, oh. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. or so. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad she resting peacefully now. But you know what I'm saying? First shit I, you know, first shit I said, you know, because you got to be strong when you put yourself in them situations. But first shit I told her, I said, I said, man, chill out, man. Hold your head. Stay down, pray. I'll be back home in a minute. I called Gooch. You can ask Gooch. I called Gooch. And Gooch and them thought I was joking. I said, man, nigga, I just got three. I'll see y'all niggas in a minute. I knew I was going to prison already, though. I desensitized myself for real. That's why I say it, go, it boils all the way down to your choices. I chose to be in the streets. I chose to play this game. It's the game. You can't beat the system for real, man. You gotta, you, you, I mean, I mean, I mean, you really can't. So, um, 
wow. We just um I mean, I don't, I don't know if I stayed on subject the right no, way. No, you're good. You're, you're good. Great. You just unpacked a lot. Um, I guess <clears throat> um, I'd like to talk about your mom, if you're okay with that. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, did she pass while you were incarcerated? Man, or? by the grace of God, you know, okay, I got 36 months. When I got down there, because I had been in trouble so many times, I had um, been, um, I had been, locked up for four different cases i violated probation four different times before i went to no three different times no seven different times before i went to prison nigga went from three to seven yeah on. i had to i had to add it all up <laughs> i had to really think about it. man you pull my shit up on Kyle concord dog you'd be like god damn that shit don't even look real is that one person not proud of it but they let me out on the judicial after 21 months I got I completed programs and I got my GED in the joint. I got my GED. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Big ups to that. Thank my yeah. first case. Absolutely. Shout out to that. Absolutely. We Amen. gotta give props to that. I did a lot I did a lot of studying for that shit, yeah. man. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, so congratulations on Thank that, my you. brother. You can continue, bro. Yeah, and um got my GED. So they gave me I got good time. I got ninety days knocked off my sentence. Then with my time served for all my other cases I had, I got another 90 days off my sentence well, 100 days off my sentence so I got out in 21 months um, right before my mama died she died Thanksgiving 2019 and yeah 2019 she died 20, 2019 Thanksgiving I got out August 14th on my dad's birthday on some creepy shit and um yeah she died Thanksgiving um I mean my mom was all I had. You know, everybody, whoever might be listening to this to this podcast that know me, know that my mom was all I had. I'm her only son. You feel me? Only kid. You feel me? Oh, so you don't have any siblings? Well, yeah, I got I got uh si- I got four sisters on my five sisters on my dad's side. Okay. You know, but uh, I got a god brother. But yeah, I'm my mom's only son. You feel me? So it's like, you know, when she died, you know, I lost my motherfucking mind. I ain't gonna lie, you know, I, I snapped. That motherfucker they call psycho was in full effect. You know, I wasn't right. So you had, so you got out in uh, August, September, October, November. You had four months with her. What was the cause of her death? If you don't mind. Um, she um had a bad heart. Um, she had a heart attack while she was driving. Um, she died at the hospital when um she went up there. I remember, man, I never forget that shit. I went up to that motherfucker. I got in the bed with her motherfucker. Yeah. They about to, they about to hit me with the little uh, shot to make you calm down or some shit. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker, I'm telling you, I show my natural black ass. But I cried for about four days straight, nonstop, man. Nah, stop. I got some funny stories behind that shit too, all that cry, but that's another day, but you know, but, you know, I cried nonstop. And then after them four days, I felt like she talked to me and you know, I just got on my shit. Mm-hmm. Her funeral was on my birthday on December 9th, you know. So, you know, I happy Mother's Day. That's what I always told her on my birthday, you know. Man up, do what you gotta do, you know. I just hear her talking to me every day. I know she's proud of me. I don't drink no more, you know. It's a lot of shit that I'm doing different. She proud of like I'm trying to like even like get back to the community type shit like yeah no yeah that know. was about to be my next question like what how are you honoring that yeah and how you you know what I'm saying because 
are you still crying today? Because, you know, when you cried then, are you still, you know, yeah. we, we just cry, we mourn in well, different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the inside, I cry like a motherfucker on the inside. I'd be a liar if I told you I didn't. Yeah, no, that's you know, I was, you, know. you know, I'd be a liar if I said I didn't. But, you know, yeah, I get mood swings, all that shit. But, you know, I, I one of my biggest stress mechanisms to deal with stress, you know, one of the, one of my biggest things is, which I found after sitting in prison for 21 months and then going back and doing six more months of shit, you start you start to learn yourself. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Figure out who you really are. You know, figure out what, you know, what the fuck going on. And I've realized that laughter is one of my mechanisms, like to calm myself down. I think I'm using that word, right? No, you, you, you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? You a silly dude. Like, yeah, you know, I like kid. And that's, 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 we're one and the same on that because humor and laughter is. You gotta kick it, man, because yeah. at the end of the day, man, you can't let nobody steal your joy, man. Because you gotta always think it's somebody that's wish they was in your shoes, man. I don't give a fuck what you got, you know? I don't give a fuck what you got, man. I don't give a fuck if you a homeless man with 25 cents because it's another homeless man that got 20 cents and wish he had your 25 cents. Feel what I'm saying? So, you know, shit. You gotta, you gotta just look at, you gotta look at life for what it is, man. What you got, man. You know, count your blessings, man. Don't take them for granted. Something I came to learn over time from my, from the day one of my first case, shit. Because, right. <laughs> hey, hey, my first case, shit. Hey, yeah, it's been a long road. Okay, so how long have you been out since your last case? Um. July 29th, 2020. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, like, six and months. I, yep, and I went back. I went, I got out. I did. I got out from the 21 months in August. I went back for another drug case in um February, February 20th. 2020? 2020, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I got out July. So what have you been doing to stay focused? Man, keeping real, real busy. Like, I, I for one, I, I, I don't even know where to start. I be having so much going on. Like, I started a business. Shout out D's Construction 216. Follow me on Instagram. Um, You know, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to better myself in every angle, you know, I'm trying to, I'm looking out for my people, I'm try, I'm, I'm learning to humble myself more, mm-hmm. like, um, I used to be the guy that, uh, when the, when the dude walk up, the less fortunate walk up on you at the, at the uh, bus stop or at the red light and begging you for change at the store, I used to be the one, be the asshole, you know, be like, um, hey, my dude, your eyes work, yeah, your lips work, yeah, you can talk, you can hear, you can see, you can smell, you can walk, think. You could think that shit out to ask me for some money, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, why you ain't got no job or fun on no app? Mm-hmm. Or trying to rob me. You wow. should be trying to rob me, nigga. Wow. And, and people that's, pro- that, that, that's listening to this shit that know me know that that's what I used to do. That's how, that's how, you know, that's how I used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get older and now I'm the, I'm the man that I pull up. And, you know, I don't care what color is, blue, black, purple, white, brown. I don't care what you is, man, what you do. I don't give a fuck. Just be yourself, man. Here you go. 
I don't care you get high. I don't give a fuck what you do, man. Here, it's yours. Mm-hmm. I feel better at the end of the day, man. Because yeah. after so many, so many years of just taking it, 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 out of your community. Mm-hmm. Or w- whether it's robbing, drug dealing. You, you know, whatever motherfucker do, big ups to you. But me, from my own personal experience, I just feel like, I, I'm not, I don't feel obligated like I owe somebody, but I just feel like, I just be wanting to give back a little bit, you know? And that's big, that's big. So, this, this is like the prequel to your sequel, because you um, first came in on Gucci's episode, mm-hmm. and um, some things you mentioned were, um, in the joint, living good, like eating $20 breaks, right. $15 breaks. So, um, my question is, does that make you feel a little more um, not accommodated or a little more at home? A little more at home. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you, we can get into that about how the system will try. It, 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 the system works on desensitizing you and dehumanizing you, mm-hmm. making you a number. You feel mm-hmm. me? You are nothing more than a number. Feel feel me? Because they go, so. by, they, they go by... They, they give you these fresh favorites and these meals where you can order KFC once a month or you can get corned beef sandwiches and chicken sandwiches and uh, chicken alfredo. I'm, you name it, whatever the fuck you can think of. You know, they, 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 they got, they giving motherfuckers PlayStations in the joint right now, man. When I just got out that bitch, man, niggas was waiting on their PlayStations, man. For sure. PlayStation 1s, man. Motherfucker, cut your neck for a PlayStation 1 yeah. in the spot. It's fucked up. But a motherfucker be like, yeah, this shit ain't about nothing to me. I know motherfuckers. You be in the joint with a motherfucker. Motherfucker be like, man, I, shit, this is my 10th number. You don't even you don't even know if you, it fucked your head up so much where you don't even know if you be like, do I? how do I respond to this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, Cause you obviously yeah. have no sense, but the so, system so, so, broke him down. Though. So, at any point, was there a point where you felt at home in yeah. the joint? Yes, there was. But then you snapped. Was out that of your it. last? Was that your last bit where you was? Was that the last bit? Well, let, let me rephrase that because technically, I never ever felt at home, but I had a sense of comfortability. And a peace of mind. My rack felt like amongst 400 men in this fucking big ass warehouse dorm looking room. Sleeping three feet apart from each other. F that. I feel like when I pull up to my rack, I'm talking about walking up. I'm talking about pulling up like I'm at a real house. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm coming to my rack. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm funny. I'm walking around that motherfucker. I'm coming up the aisle. Dun, dun, dun. Pulling my driveway, talking about my rack, <laughs> and sit down, turn my TV on, make a break. My nigga pull up. What's up? I heard you had the sounds beating from First Street over there. I heard your shit beating. Oh, yeah, you know what's up with you? Desensitized. Damn, I come back to my rack and count time. Damn, where the fuck have I been all day? I ain't been nowhere. I've been in these fucking, this fucking fence all goddamn day. It felt like I've been in a car and I done left the whole prison. But I ain't been nowhere because why the system works on desensitizing, especially Ohio. This this state is ran off of prisons. We got the most prisons in the country. I, I believe so. You can Google it. I know we got 29 of them, and I know they still build them motherfuckers. We can come back to that. How you feel about We'll see. We'll see. Uh, 
Research. Do you feel that um, you had to in order to adjust yourself mentally? Like literally put yourself in that mind where you felt like, okay, this is, I'm coming up to my house. Yeah, I'm I, I, I put it like this. I put it like, I put it, I put it like this. People, people, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I tend to forget a lot of shit because I smoke a lot of weed. But people tend to cope with shit different. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 I don't know. It, it, it's like it, it's like when you get in the walls because you get from the very first time I was arrested, it did something to me. Feel me? Mm-hmm. It did something to me. Like damn, that was it. It's almost like that roller coaster ride. You go all the way up that motherfucker. The first case, you go all the way up that hill. You like damn, what's about to happen? Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my God, then you get down the hill and then you make it back to the where you started. That's going into jail and walking out that bitch. You like, it's over. That's the desensitizing right there. And I never even thought about that shit till right now. But for real though, you feel me? Because mm-hmm. when I went to DH, my nigga, he be laughing at me like a motherfucker. But uh, it was his first time. I was like his fourth time. He was already desensitized. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers told us. Three motherfuckers in the room. We all got to get naked to take a shower. As soon as we get in the bitch. What? I got to do what? <laughs> My nigga taking his pants down like shit. Get used to a little dip. I said, hell no. I'm in the corner like this ain't right. <laughs> you feel me? This is not cool. Yeah. This is this is dangerous. <laughs> this is gay. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit ain't right. Then you walk out that fucking jail and make it back to the free world. And two days pass, you like. I made it through the roller coaster. And that's fucked up. Then it's some when I go back to what I said in the beginning about people think that it's normal to go to jail. You got the little bitches, they all wanna. Let me stop saying that word. I've been working on that shit. Okay. Go ahead, you got the little females, the little gold diggers, the little, the little, the little, the little hoes, the little trap bitches. Okay, the little trap bitches. Oh wow. That's what I'm gonna call them. They know who they are. The ones that just want to ride. They just want to ride. And they just want to kick it. And they like, there he go. He back out here. He get money. Bitch, when I was in the camp, man. But them. They, they all on you. They love you. So it do something to yourself. The whole process of going to jail for the first time and coming home fucks you up. It wasn't shit. I'll do it again. Don't let a motherfucker be drunk. Thank God I let that shit go. Let's keep on working on this shit every day. But don't let a motherfucker be drunk. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I've been through that shit. Hell no. Nah. I'm speaking from experience because I've been that asshole before. And we um, most definitely appreciate you telling your story over here on My First Case. We definitely appreciate, you know what I'm saying, each episode, you know what I'm saying, your authenticity, everything you gave to us, you know what I'm saying. Man, I just I just want to see the young brothers do good, though, man. You feel me? Before we end this shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say that, though. I want to see the young people, the young brothers, the young sisters, you know, doing their thing, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm looking forward to. When I see the kids out there doing what the fuck they doing, like 12, 13, 14, selling bottles of water candy on the block. They see Dev, they already know what's up. You got five dollars coming, I don't want no candy, I don't want nothing. Just keep doing that shit. You got a couple, you got something coming. If I got two, you got one. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. I appreciate that, you know what I'm saying? Just looking at my life. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing what I was doing when I was his age. Because when I was their age, you know, I was into a lot. You know, when I was 12, I was like, you know, what's up? I get it, I get so it. So when I look at the young generation, I be like, 
The hustle is a hustle. That's a proud hustle. Like you own the vending machines. I know a lot of young boys that I that I knew from Harvard too. That's in jail now though. That I used to buy their candy and shit. So you know it go in you. Like I said, the choice is yours. But also, but but I gotta look at myself though. Before I ain't gonna keep talking though. But I gotta look at myself though. That's where I look at myself and I take my own responsibility because I'm telling him to do the right thing. But look at me. So I can't blame them all the way. So it was up to me to try to be better for them. I gotta be a better role model for the future. Mm-hmm. We all do if we gonna have a future. Right. No. It starts with you. All right, thanks, Dale. We appreciate you coming on my first all case. Right, 2021, we done lost a couple episodes tonight, but um, it's a little somber, but we still here. We gonna keep delivering this hot shit from y'all from the streets, authentic, all organic, right. however you wanna call it. That's my nigga Dale from Up The all Way. Right, up the and, way. Um, you already know. My all first bad. case, tune in to us. Check for us on all major platforms. Spotify. Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Check for us. My first case. It's only going to get better, y'all. 1,000. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man.